This is a special world report with a friend of Medjugorje. stepped out on the water because he knew his God and he had faith. But then he began to fall. He began to doubt the mystery of him walking on water defied physics. Man is at that point now when the oceans rise. Are you really embracing God? Ali says, you are mine. And we are to say, I am yours. We're in a pivotal point of the world. A high point. A high point that Our Lady just told us on September 2nd, 2019. My children, as a mother, I am telling you, it is high time for you to kneel before my son, to acknowledge him as your God, the center of your life. How are we to take that? Are you ashamed of the gospel? I'm not. Are we confronting the ungospeled? No. Is darkness prevailing? Yes. In First Romans, it says, I am not ashamed of the gospel. We're not fighting back. We hear all kinds of reports of those who are anti-God, those who know better and have no excuse not to believe in God. The mantra that's prevailing over us, overwhelming us, is coming even from the mouth of babes. Let's get behind the back rooms. Let's form a strategy. How are we going to prevail over the believers, us, the godless? Let's find a young girl. Let's give her the mantra. Let's write everything for her to read. Let's coach her. Let's make her famous. Let's put her out in front of the Swedish 
Parliament and sit there for two weeks as a climate activist, or maybe we can call her climate warrior. And then let's bring in the PR. Let's bring in the news. Let's make her famous. Let's put her on the world stage. Let's make her a martyr. Let's get somebody around 15 years of age so she can teach all the older people above her and the younger people that she's wise and she has wisdom. Of course, we'll have to script it for her because she doesn't have wisdom and she's not wise. If she's too wise and too much wisdom, we won't be able to form her to our way of thinking. We can know these things by knowing ourselves and knowing our enemy. That's what happened in the back room somewhere. And that's not verbatim, word for word. But we can know Greta came on the scene with this strategy. And what you're about to hear is what she's telling the whole world. When I was about eight years old, I first heard about something called climate change or global warming. Apparently that was something humans had created by our way of living. I was told to turn off the lights to save energy and to recycle paper to save resources. I remember thinking that it was very strange that humans, who are an animal species among others, could be capable of changing the Earth's climate. You are not mature enough to tell it like it is. Even that burden you leave to us children. But I don't care about being popular. I care about climate justice and a living planet. Our civilization is being sacrificed for the opportunity of a very small number of people to continue making enormous amounts of money. Our biosphere is being sacrificed so that rich people in countries like mine can live in luxury. Our house is on fire. I am here to say our house is on fire. According to the IPCC, we are less than 12 years away from not being able to undo our mistakes. And on climate change, we have to acknowledge that we have failed. All political movements in their present form have done so. And the media has failed to create broad public awareness. But Homo sapiens have not yet failed. Yes, we are failing, but there is still time to turn everything around. We can still fix this. We still have everything in our own hands. Now is the time to speak clearly. Solving the climate crisis is the greatest and most complex challenge that Homo sapiens have ever faced. The main solution, however, is so simple that even a small child can understand it. We have to stop the emissions of greenhouse gases. And either we do that or we don't. You say nothing in life is black or white, but that is a lie, a very dangerous lie. Either we choose to go on as a civilization or we don't. That is as black or white as it gets. We must change almost everything in our current societies. The bigger your carbon footprint is, the bigger your moral duty. The bigger your platform, the bigger your responsibility. Adults keep saying, 
we owe it to the young people to give them hope. But I don't want your hope. I don't want you to be hopeful. I want you to panic. I want you to feel the fear I feel every day. And then I want you to act. I want you to act as if you would in a crisis. I want you to act as if the house was on fire. Because it is. What this girl just said, I don't want your hope. Did you hear that? Do you interpret that and what that means? It means I am anti-God. That's a mantra opposite of God. Then she says, I don't want you to be hopeful. Again, this is anti-God, anti-Christ. And then she says, panic. In other words, I want you to panic. Our lady says, I don't want you to be afraid of the future. These words are anti-God, anti-Virgin Mary, anti-Jesus Christ. Our Lady said, November 25th, 2010, I look at you and I see in your heart death without hope. How do you interpret that from the Virgin Mary compared to saying, I don't want your hope. I don't want you to be hopeful. Think about these words. What you're going to hear is going deeper and deeper how serious the moment we're in and what we're up against. So our lady says, I look at you, I see in your heart death without hope, restlessness, and hunger. There is no prayer or trust in God. That is why the Most High permits me to bring you hope and joy. What does the scripture say about what this girl saying? And all those behind her, and I'm not talking about 10 or 20 people. I'm talking about there are thousands of people, millions of people behind what she's saying, teaching in the schools, destroying your kids, giving the youth across the whole world no hope and no vision and no God. I'm telling you, these people are very dangerous. They may be 15. They may be 10 years old, but they're going to grow up. They can't stop their next birthday. And when they're 20, 21, 25, 35, what do you think they're going to do? What kind of decisions will they make? We have many youth believing in this garbage. And they have no excuse whatsoever. In Romans 1, 18, it says so. The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven. Our ladies bring us messages telling us For things to go good on earth for us, we have to follow our messages. If we don't follow the messages and we get anti-messages, the wrath of God is being revealed from the heaven against the irreligious and the perverse spirit. This is a perverse spirit that's behind what you heard. Perverse spirit of men who in the perversity of theirs hinder the truth. There is no truth that we are a part of the animal world. We are made in the image and likeness of God, not animals. We're extraordinary creatures. So why do I say there's no excuse? Because Romans continues, In fact, whatever can be known about God is clear to them. He himself made it so. Since the creation of the world, invisible realities. Do you hear that? It's invisible, but there's realities. Invisible realities, God's eternal power and divinity have become visible. If you're goodwill, if you have hope, you'll be able to see the visible that's invisible 
that is really realities. So Romans talks about, you're not excused. This is New Testament. We can apply this to our life today and everything we see and understand with our messages of our lady in the scriptures. I am not ashamed of the scriptures, Paul says. And this should be applied to answer back to these antichrist people, anti-God people, anti-creator. Because scriptures continue since the creation of the world, invisible realities, God's eternal power and divinity have become visible. So see, God's not going to excuse this, that you didn't know better. You couldn't believe in him because what's invisible has become visible. How? Have become visible, recognized through the things he has made. Therefore, these men are inexcusable. That is scriptures. That's what it says. That's what it means. And borrow a word from Greta is black and white. See, they're the anti-God. They use the same verbiage. It's black and white, but the scriptures are black and white. That's the lie of Satan. He always does the oppositing of God. The book of Romans is not finished about the subject. It continues in verse 21. They certainly had knowledge of God, yet they did not glorify him as God or give him thanks. They subtleified themselves, speculating to no purpose, and their senseless hearts were darkened. Climate change is darkening people's heart. The devil's behind it in a way that you don't even grasp at this moment. We're on a road that is very, very dangerous. And it's through these people who are being indoctrinated with a lie for the purpose to destroy the world and also confuse you of what's coming in the future. We are to kneel before God, as our lady said. We are not to kneel before the God of climate change. Climate activist? How did we get here? We can thank our bishops. You didn't walk down the road of biblical justice. You adopted and accepted the secular term, social justice. It's not social justice. It's biblical justice. So we had the verbiage war. We lost in the very beginning. Instead of biblical justice, let's go to social justice. And now we have climate justice. Thank you, bishops. Thank you. Am I being cynical? No, I'm being truthful. Read the book. Look what happened while he was sleeping. They say we're going to infiltrate the Catholic Church in 2007. They did it in Assisi with the Assisi Declaration Accord. And they said we have failed through the environmental movement that we've had it. We have to do what the feminists did. They set the sights on the Catholic Church because it's universal. So the Assisi Accords was part of that. That declaration that came from there, they penetrated the church. And in the last couple of years, they've penetrated the Vatican with global warming, climate change, lies. Greta said there's lies being made, perpetrated by our side. No, but the lies are right there in the Vatican. I'm Catholic. I'll die Catholic. I believe in my faith, and I'm defending my faith. But this accord has now entered into the church, and they've accepted it. Well, this is a complicated subject, friend of Medjugorje. How do you prove that? It's real simple. It's not theoretical. It's factual. Greta said, we had to save ourselves from greenhouse gases. What kind of statement is that? Let's just focus on this for a minute. And you need to listen to this. And you need to pay attention to what I'm telling you right now. 
Because you need to fight this because your kids in first grade, 12th grade, and in college are being indoctrinated. You got to fight this. This is a religion, and it's a religion of the devil, and its purpose is for destruction. How do you prove it? What's the name of it? Greenhouse gases. You want a fifth grade lesson in this? Do you need to have that? We do because we're not fighting this. We're not seeing how serious this is and where it's about to lead to. Did you know greenhouse gases are a protective layer around the earth? We have to have it. Without the greenhouse effect, our earth's average temperature will be 34 degrees instead of the present 57 degrees. That's too cold to support life. So you want to diminish greenhouse gases? The world will be in trouble. Why is it important? Because plants themselves release CO2 and it converts it into nutrients to be used. The excess oxygen is released by the plants into the air. We're producing oxygen through these carbons. Yes, they come from oil. They come from coal, hydrocarbon fuels. Yes. And the more population we have, the more we produce coal and oil, etc., which produces more oxygen because more plants can take the CO2. So the oxygen is released by plants into the air and is used by man and animals. Oxygen. We get it through greenhouse gases. To make this real clear to you, greenhouse gases, CO2, causes plant life and animal life to thrive. Let me throw you another lefty. When man is mining coal and oil, he's liberating carbon beneath the earth's surface and put it into the atmosphere where it becomes available for conversion into living organism. We have to have greenhouse gases. Have you ever ridden down a road? Have you never seen a greenhouse? Why do they have a greenhouse for? What's the purpose of that? Those people are stupid. They're creating greenhouse gases in there. And you go in there, the plants are lush, they're beautiful, and you buy them, and you bring them to your house. It's a no-brainer, but you're not using your brains, and they make us stupid, because we're not thinking. And you may not believe in it, and global warming, and the danger of it. I don't, but are you fighting it? My point is, you better fight this, because we got three secrets coming up. Satan has a master intellect. If I know three secrets are coming up, and you know they're coming up, and you know that nature defends God because it has no will, and nature is truth, and we know the past, the Noah and the flood, and all these things that happen with nature, that Satan has to come up with something to confuse when the secrets are released. Who is it from? Climate change or from God? The wrath of God is being revealed from the heaven against the irreligious and the perverse spirit. If we ever had perverse spirits, it's today. Perverse spirit of men who, in this perversity of theirs, hinder the truth. Climate change, global warming, all this stuff is hindering truth. And you're neutral about it? You better start going to your schools and sit down with the principals, get other parents, and stop this indoctrination. Because Scripture says, whatever can be known about God is clear to them, because He made it so since the creation of the world, 
invisible realities, God's eternal power and divinity have become visible and recognized by the things he has made, and therefore man is not excused. 38 years of apparitions. It's peeking out. I know you guys three secrets. Satan has climate change. When the first secret comes out, are they going to confuse it? Oh, it's just nature. This is climate change. Satan's trying to figure out what our is going to do. He don't know what's going to happen because it's secret even from him. But he knows God repeatedly in the past used nature to correct man. Let me tell you all something. Let me let you in on a secret. You have to chase this thing down in the rabbit hole. They want you to chase it in the wrong rabbit hole. But I want to show you something now, where this goes. Something that's unthinkable. Jesus Christ died on the cross, and we celebrate at Mass all around the world. The Eucharist, the body of Christ, his flesh, under the appearance of bread, the blood of Christ, under the appearance of wine. To have life, eat and drink of me. Antichrist wants to do just the opposite. If you're abiding or if you're just letting your children or your grandchildren be indoctrinated, it's anti-Eucharist. The divinity of Jesus, we are to eat and drink of his flesh and his blood. But the mimic of God... The monkey of God, Satan, has his Eucharist, and it's real. But what you're about to hear is surreal. The devil is very clever. He's got the verbiage game. We still have not caught on to it. And the way he introduces it is by creeping gradualism. He don't want you to see everything. They have to slowly, slowly, patiently bring this about. And then they get faster and faster and faster. Then Satan unfolds his agenda. But then it's too late because too many people believe in it. What you're about to hear on the soundtrack, anybody ever watched this a long time ago, they will tell you they will never forget this. And it's very prophetic and astounding. Many of you will recognize it when you hear it. New York City in the year 2022. Nothing runs anymore. Nothing works. But the people are the same. And the people will do anything to get what they need. This is the police! What they need most is Soylent Green. The supply of Soylent Green has been exhausted. Search for the secret of Soylent Green. You will find out why Soylent Green means life. You will find out why Soylent Green means death. We've got to stop them! What is the secret of Soylent Green? Please! They're making our food out of people. Next thing they'll be breeding us like cattle for food. You gotta tell them! Silent Green is people! Absurd. In 1973, 
That movie shook a lot of people's hearts. And you can go to many people that are old enough to see that, and you mention Soylent Green, they'll tell you there's many movies they would not remember. But this one they did. So the script said, in 2022, this would be taking place. That is astounding. God speaks to us through many ways, nature and through man. We're going into the 40th year of our lady's apparitions in 2022. We're approaching the three secrets. What is nature going to do? What is God going to do? Our lady said here, December 25th, 1988, glorify the nativity of Jesus. In Romans it says, they certainly had knowledge of God, yet they did not glorify him as God or give him thanks. Now you're about to hear the parallel of where we are. And though we know all these things, when we hear it, it's still unbelievable. This article is entitled, Swedish Researcher Advocates Eating Human Flesh to Combat Climate Change Food Shortages. Climate change alarmism has taken a macabre turn that looks like satire but isn't. It happened in Sweden. At a summit for food of the future, in parentheses, the climate-ravaged future, called Gastro Summit in Stockholm on September 3rd and 4th of this year, a professor held a PowerPoint presentation asserting that we must, in quotations, awaken the idea of eating human flesh in the future as a way of combating the effects of climate change. In a talk titled, Can You Imagine Eating Human Flesh? Behavioral scientist and marketing strategist Magnus Soderlund from the Stockholm School of Economics argued for the breaking down of ancient taboos against desecrating the human corpse and eating human flesh. He refers to the taboos against it as conservative and discusses people's resistance to it as a problem that could be overcome little by little, beginning with persuading people to just taste it. He can be seen in his video presentation and on Swedish Channel TV4, saying that since food sources will be scarce in the future, people must be introduced to eating things they have thus far considered disgusting. Among them, human flesh. Easier cells, he suggests, include pets and insects. But human flesh was the central topic. In Swedish articles describing this new debate, the term was introduced, the human flesh industry. In his bio at the Stockholm School of Economics, Soderlund states that his research focus includes consumer behavior, marketing stimuli, loyalty, emotions, justice perceptions, psychological reactions, and in a society increasingly obsessed with consumption. Soderlund teases, people can be, quote, tricked, into making the right decisions, unquote. Conflating resistance 
to Eating Human Flesh with Capitalist Selfishness, the seminar's talking points ask, Are we humans too selfish to live sustainably? Quote, Is cannibalism the solution to food sustainability in the future? Does Generation Z have the answers to our food challenges? Can consumers be tricked into making the right decisions? At Gastro Summit, you will get some answers to these questions and also partake in the latest scientific findings and get to meet the leading experts, unquote. In his talk, Soderlund asks the audience, how many would be open to the idea? Not many hands go up. Some groaning is heard. When interviewed after his talk, he reports brightly that 8% of conference participants said they would be open to trying it. When asked if he himself would try it, he replies, I feel somewhat hesitant, but to not appear overly conservative, I'd have to say I'd be open to at least tasting it. The logo for the talk, entitled Food of the Future, Worms, Grasshoppers, or Human Flesh, features a splash of blood as part of the graphic design. Whoever is in charge of Sweden's public relations is doing an abysmal job. This small northern country is obsessed with atheism and political correctness and madness for resetting all previously known boundaries. Stalin, Hitler, many people, Rasputin, all these people. There's a boundary. Once you pass over, you gain great power from the devil. You say, oh, this won't happen. They know how it works. The scientist says, we'll have to break them down. How do you do that? we got a trick to consumers. How would they do that? Well, they could put a little bit of this human flesh, grind it up in spices or something, without you knowing about it. And two years later, say, you've been eating this. It's in different products. That's a terminology I came up a long time ago about creeping gradualism. Satan doesn't dump everything out in the front. We would reject it. And you heard what the scientists, when he asked people how many would be willing to do it, he heard groans, and most of the audience didn't. But 8% of the audience said okay. It all starts from stepping over boundary. You say it never happened? You would never dream we have the acceptance now of the abomination in marriage. Nobody could imagine that just 20 years ago. But this isn't going to be 20 years from now. It's why Our Lady has to be here to crush it. For us who are alive at this moment, we are being given a preview of a show of what it would be like walking right into the Antichrist system. We have it. We're living exactly what they will live with one exception. We're going to have a reprieve. How? Because the secrets will destroy the Tower of Babel, of which a period of peace will come, and later it will arise again, where there will be an incarnation of Satan, and he will be the CEO of a total Antichrist system. How would I know that? Because the lady says, I'm giving you messages never before since the beginning of the world. Where she said, August 2nd, 1981, a great battle is about to unfold between my son and Satan. I don't know, because January 25th, 1987, God has a plan for the salvation of the whole world. 
How do I know? Because in Revelation 12, the woman is going to crush the serpent's head. That's the Tower of Babel. That's where we are at this moment. And Our Lady is in the middle of Revelations. We got another half a book coming to us. And that's the rising of Satan, rebuilding this system, and bring the elect to a three and a half year of tribulation. Well, you can't translate. You can't interpret Revelations. You can't? Well, like I said, 1991, on the 10th anniversary, many people do not take my messages seriously. But you look at the scriptures to understand why I'm here. Why is she saying to go to the Bible? Why is she here every day? Why is she say this is the last apparitions on earth? Just think what kind of moment we are in. And here it is. A scientist says, we will have soylent green. You just can't turn your nose against this. It's too clear. It's plain to see. And there's so many facts that you could counter this. Did you know that in 1988, we had 5 billion people? At that number, it was 22 times 5 billion would be 111 billion people on the earth. You know what it would take to sustain that? Only 50% of the surface of the earth. The other 50% would be open to wildlife and conservation. So what Greta is talking about and those behind her has no support of truth or facts. It is a lie. And for those who may think this scientist won't be successful, remember he said we got to break them down. We got to break down their conservative attitude. And they know they're masters at this because they got a bottom of marriage popularized, many other things in the culture. They know how to do it. And we don't know how to react to it. Our Lady says, expose evil. You have to become aggressive. You have to act. In our bedroom here, Christmas morning at midnight, December 25th, 1988, Our Lady said, peace does not come from you, but from God. That's the fundamental thing we have to understand. We can't bring peace. Climate change people can't bring peace. But she tells us this, live it in your heart and all around you so that all will know peace. Beautiful words. But Elaine said something really incredible. She's never said before. She's never repeated it in any of her messages. And I know in my heart, this message was for the world. But she specifically said this for what she wanted to establish here on these holy grounds. From the bedroom of apparition, glorify the nativity of Jesus, she said, and I'm going to give you peace. It is for this peace that I have come as your mother, queen of peace. Our lady hasn't said this over 15 times or so, queen of peace, to her all her apparitions. She has said that title here maybe four or five times. Why is it important? Because she says, as your mother, queen of peace, today I give you my special blessing. Bring it to all creation. When Maria told me that that night, I couldn't believe it. She's given a special blessing. We're in the middle of creation, very rural, in a valley with mountains, few people around. We had a perfect setting for that. Bring it to all creation so that all creation will know peace. What did I do? I went out and blessed the trees. I was the first person in the world beside Maria who knew about this message. And we have to take it for Our Lady's words when she says, 
I give you my special blessing. And when she says, bring it, she means what? Bring it, the special blessing, to creation. All right, many times it says creator. She has never said the word creation except two times. Both of those times were here. In the 1829 Dictionary, a Webster, it defines creation this way. The act of creating, the act of causing to exist, especially the act of bringing this world into existence. And you know what's underneath that definition? I was amazed when I saw this because I already planned to talk about Romans 1. The definition as it ended has Roman 1. Our lady made me find this. She puts these broadcasts together. I didn't know that was in Romans 1, but I have read it. What have I read? It's Romans 1, verse 20. Since the creation of the world, invisible realities, God's eternal power and divinity have become visible, recognized through the things he has made. Therefore, men are inexcusable. What is the chance of that? There's none, because there's nothing is by chance, our lady says. In 1829, they add that to there. And here we are, 2019, talking about these things, serious things about creation, which climate change, global warming is all about creation, of which Our Lady said January 25th, 1991, Satan is strong and wishes. See, Satan has wishes. Satan is strong and wishes not only to destroy human life, but also nature. But it's not just nature, it's something else. And the planet on which you live. Do you realize if you stop greenhouse gases, we die? This is so simple to understand. You can research it. You can find it yourself. You can learn all these things. You don't need scientists. You don't need anybody else. You need to be teaching your kids. I worked with a scientist for one solid year to put this together in a poster to explain it. So it's clear that the greater the population of man, the more that man will use the elements out of the earth, which creates more CO2, which creates more greenhouse gas, that will grow more grass for the cows. As the population increases, so does the plant growth. God already has it figured out in creation. He's used us here as a model of what we've carved out of the wilderness in the grand way of life. As you have just heard a friend of Medjugorje state, this is a battle we must enter. Educate yourself, your children, grandchildren, and those around you about the lie of climate change and where we are headed. Read Look What Happened While You Were Sleeping to quickly understand the history of the global warming and climate change agenda. Call Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-672. 2000 to order your copy. Ask for book number BF105. Mention today's broadcast and receive a free poster which debunks the myth of global warming with common sense logic so simple a fifth grader can understand. Fight back. Do not let your children, grandchildren, and other youth be indoctrinated. Save their heart from this anti-God doctrine. This poster, written and designed by a friend of Medjugorje who worked with scientists for over a year to give a simple, easy-to-understand proof that it is a lie, 
contains signatures for more than 31,000 scientists across the United States who affirm that the danger of global warming and climate change is a lie. Request additional copies of this poster free and spread to teachers, priests, bishops, or request copies to give to an entire school. You only have to pay for postage. Again, contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. When dialing from outside the United States, dial 001-205-672-2000. Now, here is a friend of Mechagoria to conclude today's broadcast. Climate change is an attack against God. Global warming is not dangerous. It is a good. It's a blessing hidden in the physics of God. The Romans talk about man becomes haunted and think he's God. All right, he said April 2nd, 2016. The one who prays and loves is not afraid. He has hope. And we're supposed to panic? God's grace abounds us even in the deepest waters. He is sovereign over all the earth. And it will not end until he decides. And even Christ says, I know not the day or the moment. But Jesus also said in the scriptures, look at the signs. When you see the clouds darkening, you know a storm's coming. You know what season it is when the fig tree blooms. Our Lady wants God to be your guide. And wherever you step, wherever your feet go, you are not to be in fear because we're surrounded by His sovereignty. Your grace abounds in deepest waters. Your sovereign hand will be my guide. My feet may fail and fear surrounds me. You've never failed and you won't stop now. So I will call upon your name and keep my eyes above the waves when oceans rise. aggressiveness of what opposes God and God's people is moving like wildfire 
It has a lot to do with the secrets. The timing is paralleling 2021-22. And if Satan is so smart, as we know he is, with a master intellect, and he's at war with Jesus over us, our souls, can you not reason out that he has strategy to dilute the impact of the secrets and confuse the people? Oh, it's just nature. It's just climate change. If you know, if I know, that the secrets, he knows. We're in special moments. And I'm telling you, when people throughout the centuries says we're in biblical moments or the last days, they were all wrong. Because no other age could control every person on earth. And that's here now. It can be done. And that's why the woman of Revelations is here. If you have not recognized this up to this point, you never will. Spread this. Speak about Our Lady everywhere. Don't stop. It's time for us to be active. Our Lady said, pray fast and let God act. Years later, she changed that. And she said, pray fast and act. God's been acting on our behalf. Now is our time to act. To counter. To witness and testify to the woman. Our mother, our queen of peace. We wish you Our Lady. We love you. Good night.